This weekend, hundreds of Houstonians, including me, will play along with the City Nature Challenge. We'll take photos of the wild things around us, upload them using a free app, and experts will help identify exactly what bird, bug, or animal, or plant that we are looking at. It's a fun way to figure out what the wild things are that you see every day. It is easy enough for kids to do. It helps scientists and, bonus, you can help the Houston area whomp Austin and Dallas again. Today, I'm talking with conservationist and nature writer Suzanne Simpson, who's one of this year's organizers. It's Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Suzanne. Hey. Hey. Thanks for being here. Tell us about the City Nature Challenge. What is it? Well, the City Nature Challenge is an international celebration of the biodiversity that is held in our cities. It is a four-day bio blitz starting this Friday, April 29th to Monday, May 2nd. And it's hosted on a platform called iNaturalist. iNaturalist is a conservation software where you can literally download the app, take a photo of something wild and upload it, and you'll have participated in the City Nature Challenge. Mm -hmm. The point of the challenge is to connect communities to the biodiversity in their own backyard. And also it's an international recognition of how many cool wild things we're keeping in our cities and why cities are so important to the future of the resilience of our species. Let me just break it down. If I want to like do this or do it with a kid in my life this weekend. All I have to do is download iNaturalist, Got it. which is free. And I guess I have to go outside. You should go outside. And find some natural object, a plant, an animal, a bug. You got it. Okay. That's going to give you the best results to go outside. <laughs> uh -huh. But it doesn't have to be a big trip. For example, I have a small but mighty native plant garden in my backyard, and it gets visited by caterpillars and different insects, and I'm going to spend some time this weekend just looking in the garden in my backyard for wild things that I can upload as part of the City Nature Challenge. So it's very easy do to do regardless of where you're living. Okay, and so you take a picture of this thing. And iNaturalist will usually identify it for you, give you at least a tentative ID. It'll give you a ballpark. That's right. Mm -hmm. But we're also going to receive identifications from community members that are a part of the iNaturalist platform that are going to help you determine with a greater level of accuracy what it is that you just took a picture of. Okay. So that funny plant that grows in the ditch in my backyard or this beetle that just flew by. I can figure out exactly what it is. Yes, there okay. are experts standing by to identify your beetle. Excellent. Okay. I've been waiting for this. And then let's get to the competition thing. So Houston is competing somehow for nature, bragging rights? That's true. What good is a celebration if we don't have a little bit of competition? <laughs> this year, uh -huh. because of different COVID restrictions around the globe, we have more of a competitive collaborative hybrid approach. But within the state of Texas, we're very much looking for the bragging rights of the best nature in our state. And Houston reliably comes out on top. In fact, we have come out as number one in America Woo. three years in a row for the number of species observed. 
that does mean that we're also, you know, coming out on top of Dallas-Fort Worth, which is a nice bonus prize to have. Well, and Austin. I love it when we beat Austin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we want everyone in the state of Texas to be participating so that uh, we can have the best competition possible. So why is Houston so good? Why did we beat places like Austin and Denver, which pride themselves on their nature and have lots of outdoorsy people? You know, Houston's biodiversity has really been a best kept secret until very recently. People underestimated the types of species that Houston could have because we don't have any obvious landscape features like mountains or hills. In fact, many Houstonians are connected to the nature of the Rocky Mountains more than they are to the nature that's in their own backyard. Uh. And when biologists look for biodiversity, one of the things that they're looking for are microclimates, and that's habitat that differs just enough from the habitat around it to support high levels of endemic species or species that occur here and nowhere else. So in Houston, tiny changes in elevation produce big results. So like changes in elevation are six inches, right? You're exactly right. And those <laughs> six inch changes in elevation can produce a completely different biological communities, especially in habitats like coastal prairies. Those changes in elevation have huge consequences for our biodiversity. Why? How come? Well, it's because we have these plants that are specially adapted to being a little more wet than the plants right next to them. And so species that will grow in these six inches, whenever you get lower, they're not gonna like how wet they are anymore. And so we have these really specially adapted plants and animals. For example, the crawfish frog loves to hang out in prairie wetlands. That is their specialty, but you're really not gonna see them in our forested wetlands. So we have these really specialized species that are really well adapted to the conditions that our habitats in Houston provide. So you might not find them one yard away from the spot where you do find them. That is completely possible. I mean, we have yeah. we have plants that will grow on these bare, salty soils. Almost nothing else wants to grow there, but they're only going to be there. So if I am out trying to find species in Houston that nobody else is getting so that I can pump up our species count and beat Austin, where would you recommend that I look? Where am I going to find things that are surprising that nobody else has? Some of the places that you can go are on the edges of what is still going to count as the City Nature Challenge. So in order to count towards Team Houston Galveston, mm -hmm. it needs to be in Harris County or any of the counties adjoining Harris County plus Austin County which is like communities like Sealy and Belleville on the west side. Oh, okay. And this year, for the first time, we are including the Flower Banks National Marine Sanctuary as part oh. as Team Houston-Galveston City Nature Challenge. So if you find yourself floating in the ocean this weekend, please make some observations so that we can pump up our numbers. Oh, we, we need the scuba teams. Exactly okay. right. So Flower Banks <laughs> is about 100 nautical miles off the coast of Galveston. It's this system of 17 reefs that are uh, protected by NOAA. 
it is an awesome place. That's obviously going to be one place where we can bump up our numbers. But going into our national wildlife refuges and the edges of where the challenge is located is a great place to get species that are sort of on the extent of their distribution and are going to be found further into the city. Oh, that is so cool. So what is it as an environmentalist that you hope this kind of challenge will do? What results are you hoping for? Well, first of all, everyone that is participating this weekend is going to be contributing to community science. They are going to be expanding the body of knowledge that we have about the biodiversity in Houston. So I am looking forward to observing the data that's collected and using it towards real science. I mean, these are real observations that are being made. So scientists actually use this to figure out where the species are. Absolutely. Whether they're moving and whether they're thriving or dying out. Whether it's presence or absence, whether it's, oh, we didn't think that this was going to occur in this type of climate is really, really interesting. Now, on a larger scale, what I, as an environmentalist, hope that people get out of this challenge is that Houston is a place worth protecting. Our natural resources are precious, and we are one of only two places in the United States that are part of a biodiversity hotspot. And that means that we have high levels of endemic species, but also high levels of habitat fragmentation. So the habitats that we have here, we need conservation interventions to preserve the biodiversity that we're going to find this weekend. Wow, that's important to know. It's really satisfying to me to learn the names of things. I can't care about nature unless I know the names of things if I can't tell two trees apart. I don't understand why I want to preserve them. Yeah, there are things out there called great crested flycatchers. Those are real names of animals. Uh And sometimes when you learn those names, the whole world opens up. You're like, I had no idea that this type of beetle was in my backyard. Yeah. Plus, there's just the pleasure of beating Austin. I'm sure we can do it. I feel confident. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Suzanne. This has been really fun. It's been my pleasure. That was Suzanne Simpson. We will have a link in our show notes that tells you how you can join the Houston Nature Challenge this weekend. Next up, we've got lead producer Dina Kesba with some more Houston news. Hey, Lisa. So construction has officially begun on Houston Methodist's newest hospital tower. In that new tower, it's going to have this new and grand, even larger emergency department in the Texas Medical Center. Now, this is no small tower. It's 26 floors. It's dubbed as the Centennial Tower. And the plan is to have it connect to the Paula and Joseph C. Rusty Walter III Tower. That one had opened in 2018, and it's the one that has the Houston Methodist DeBakey Heart and Vascular Center and also their Neurological Institute. Now, the new tower will have up to 400 patient beds, and it's set to open in 2027. That's all for today's CityCast Houston. If you liked what you heard, do us a favor and give us lots of stars wherever you listen to podcasts. It makes it easier for other people to find our show. Talk with you tomorrow. Bye. I can't do this if you're laughing. 
All right, there's plenty for that blooper reel today.